You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Seminole Headlines is brought to you by Register Sausage, serving the Florida Panhandle and Lower Alabama for over 75 years. To find a store near you or to buy directly from Registers, head to registermeats.com. That's registermeats.com. It's time for Seminole Headlines, featuring Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron, Managing Editor Ira Chauffel, and Senior Writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, Pistols and Pies, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. These Seminole Headlines, 93.3, Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV begins right now. I'm Jeff. Ira. Corey. I'm just looking at the camera. <laughs> hey, guys. I'm Corey. Ira's over there. Uh, our friends, Register Sausage, sponsored this hour, and we thank them very much for doing so. They spo- Yay, Sausage! They sponsor the whole show, no, that's Jeff. true. That's true. It's not they just are, this hour. They're here for it's all the one of us. we talk about. They don't. Ben doesn't just take off after the first hour. No, yeah. he's still here. He's still grinding. He's not yeah. like walking out the door. He's here just like he has been all season. Man, mm-hmm. our sponsors, like the FSU fan base, have been through it. But yeah. They, but we've come through the other side now, winning uh, five of the last seven games. and no, uh, Doling out victory sausage almost every week. Now. It's, it's, it's crazy. Just, it's just what he does. People are no longer looking for sympathy sausage. They are getting after some victory sausage. Or and the, if they, or the uh, sausage. If yeah, they win right. this week to finish 6-2 and two over the last eight, qualify for a bowl and beat a rival, he's got to have probably a 95% off discount. For something, I love that you volunteer That's... business owners to give away their products. <laughs> right, right, ninety percent, ninety-five percent. I haven't Somewhere quite come there. up with the number. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so man, uh, it's uh, he he's going to do something if they beat Florida. That's what Ben does. I need to come up with a sausage dish for Thanksgiving. I don't know if that's on our menu, but we may need to maybe for breakfast. Maybe do the breakfast Ooh, a little sausage. breakfast sausage for the ladies. Yeah, it's delicious. Uh, registers meat registermeats.com. sausage pie. Registermeats.com is the website where you can deli- have it delivered to your house. I don't know if it'll get there by Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, the l- delivery services aren't quite uh, that fast these days anymore. Corey's going to be devastated when he finds out that his mic is having problems right now. Oh, no. People can't hear me? I can hear you. The radio people can hear you. We're having audio issues. This is two, two weeks running now, three weeks running. Wow. It's, uh, it's devastating. In particular, your mic appears to be a problem, but they're going to they're gonna get it fixed. He's working on it. I can see this frantic look on Director Matthew's face, so we're trying to get this worked out. In the interim, register, registermeats.com is the website. <laughs> Order your sausage or to go to your local grocery store if you're in North Florida, down into ja- over to Jacksonville, towards Alabama. Uh, they'll take care of you. Best sausage in the, uh, in, the, in the entire in the universe. 
There's no sausage better than registered sausage out in the universe. I, I, I would agree with that. I've not tried the universe's sausage. Yeah. But, but uh, my guess is it couldn't surpass. Can you just swing that one to me when I want to talk? No, people can hear you driving down the road. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, we're good to go. We're we still could get on the mic like uh, Springsteen and oh, yeah, uh, what's his name? Yeah, little Steven. Singing yeah, the, little yeah, Steven singing to each other. Yeah. You got to put on a bandana, though. Well, you know you I'll do that. One. You need You know one. I'll do that. Yeah. So let's get straight to it. Uh, the opportunity presents itself this weekend to sweep your in-state rivals for a group that was 0-4. Oh, it's working. All the mics are working again. There you go. There Good. we go. It's great. Good. Uh, so there it is. You got a chance. Think about it again. Let it wash over you, everybody. Let it wash over you a little bit. Got a chance to sweep your in-state rivals. Be the, already the most stable program in the state. Clean up in recruiting because of it. And go to a bowl after starting 0-4 with this program's well, maybe one of the two or three worst losses in the history of the program, maybe the worst loss I'd in the history say of the, the program. Worst. Yeah, you, you could. Uh, bottom line is that didn't seem to be possible at 0-4, but it's very possible as we sit here today. In fact, you might argue it's likely. You know, if, if, if Mike Norvell was coaching at a different school, say Duke mm. or maybe Wake Forest, by the way, Cutcliffe has done a bang up job there the last few years. I feel like he's got he's a, he's got that thing turned around. <laughs> and that's what I was going to say is if if one of those schools you start off zero and four, won six of your last eight, beat both of your rivals, went to a bowl game, you might win coach of the year. You could, but that's not going to happen for Mike Norvell because you're Florida State. Well, and also but, because the Wake coach probably is going to win it. Well, Lawson could you, you yeah, could make no, a good. Well, falling off a cliff I'm just, lately. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying in general, like in, in, the way it would be. The way it would be uh, perceived. Sure. Um, I agree. Because it is. It's remarkable. And the other thing that it was, I was thinking about this morning, it's like why it's dumb to jump to such strong conclusions. Like everybody early in the season decides this team stinks, that coach is awful, that kid can't play. And then you look at what's happened this year when Florida lost to Alabama by two. Yeah, they got moved up to number 10. You're thinking, man, they may get in the playoff. When Florida State starts 0-4, you're thinking this guy might get fired in two years also. Yeah. And it's just amazing what – six or eight weeks can do well and this is where in credit to mike norvell and his staff this is where having the ability to go to practice and you've been to every one of them uh but you know the beat gets to cover this team and be there and watch the day-to-day uh goings on and so it's why we would come on here and constantly go i know it doesn't look like it guys but i'm pretty sure he's a good coach it's just for whatever reason it's not happening and that having that access actually turns out to be uh something that worked in his favor because most yeah. people who attend those practices, uh, and, and not just you, not just right. me, not just Corey, any anybody that goes out there and gets to see those practices can see that there's organization, there's intensity, there's focus. They seem to have a, a, a real plan in place, and they stick to it. Kids respond. They give effort, play hard, learn a lot. You know, so like you could see that it just wasn't translating in wins. Well, but it needed to translate. It, it did. It you did, know, but you it, got a sense that yeah. it would because you could see that they were working hard and that they were organized and that they are well coached. Yeah, and it, but it's it is it is bizarre to think about where we were two months ago, um, where the only good thing that Florida State fans had to say about Norvell, probably literally, was the the answer he gave about before the Syracuse game. Like people loved that moment, but it was still an zero and four coach saying that. Now here he is; he's a five and six coach, um, really close to winning the game at Clemson too. They're they're really close to being six out of their last seven, and then their other one was the loss with the team had the flu and they didn't have their quarterback. So it's been a turnaround, and to see it. Um, to see it translate to wins is such a big deal. Like, I don't know that we think it's a, like if they would have finished three and nine this season, but we saw the overall improvement. We've been like, yeah, this team is better. It's much better. 
Um, it, the record isn't, but the team is much better. But they've actually strung together some wins now where fans start to believe in it. Casual fans start to believe in it. And recruits and their families definitely believe in it. And that's what matters the most, right? Well, and the players on the field, the players in the ro- locker room believe in it now. Well, they're, they're being rewarded for that because they're winning football games at a pretty consistent clip, and they do have a chance maybe to go bowling. And I never thought I'd say it, but a 6-6 six and six team could be the most likable bowl team we've produced since maybe the national champions that, that we've had around here. I mean, like, yeah. like Florida State made a habit of going to bowls for you know the better part of 40 years, and I don't know that I will have appreciated too many of them more than I will this one. No, I, was, uh, I think it was on my Facebook memories. Yeah, on my Facebook memories the other day. Um, I, the video I took of them carrying Mickey Andrews off the field after they beat Maryland. Mm. And uh, didn't that game secure the bowl berth? Yeah. 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 So that game secu- extended the bowl streak. Mickey Andrews' last home game. It was kind of a somewhat miraculous win. It looked like they may not win it. And at that moment, you're thinking, man, how just how awful is this that Florida State has to win a game mm-hmm. in November to get bowl eligible against Maryland? I mean, it just, it was so, it just felt like such a low point. And it's like now, Man, if they could just get to a bowl game, you know, it's just, <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I'm not saying that to like pick to it, pick it. Right, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. it's, it just shows that, and I think it's important going into this game in particular because I think Florida right now feels like, I mean, do those kids really want to go to well, a bowl I, game? That's what I was arguing. I'm like, this is two, two teams with the same record with very right. different motivations and in very different states of being. Yeah. Right. I mean, Florida just fired their head coach. They'd already fired their offensive line coach. They'd already fired their defensive yeah. coordinator. So really now there's nobody left there and everybody else right now. We do know this because we've watched coaching changes happen frequently here in the last few years. Here's what happens, guys. When you start to go down that path and it looks like guys are going to get fired or they are fired, everybody else scrambled to find a job. That's that's definitely part of it. They're yeah. all like at that point. How focused is anybody on that staff? Because they got to find a place to work. Yeah. Well, right. and how focused are the players, knowing that the person that's coaching them in that moment, their it's position coach, not going ain't going to be their position coach next year. No. So, and I, w- I was talking with Aslan about that on Wake Up Board Chain. I think the difference with Odell was they did want to play for Odell. Oh, he was yeah. an interim they coach to, of a, of different stripes. Like yeah. he was he was through and through Florida State. You wanted him to have his moment uh, as the head coach. People rallied for him. He's a Florida State legend. Nobody's rallying for Knox. No. You know, he's he's a special teams coach that's been there for a couple years, right? And and half the most of those position coaches won't be there next year. So I, I have no doubt Florida players will play hard at least initially on Saturday because it's a game. It's competitive. There's fans in the stands. But what are they doing this week to get ready for it? How hard are they really preparing for this game? I think that's where you have a really big advantage. And the added addition to that that we've always talked about with coaches scrambling to find jobs and reaching out to other people are that players leave now. Mm-hmm. Players leave. They just say, oh, this is not working. Look at this. I didn't sign up for this. I'm out. And they can. Yeah. So in the past, players really didn't have much in the way of options. Uh, they weren't as uh, suitable as they are now. Now, now a player's like, well, this is a mess. I'm putting my name in the transfer portal. What the hell do I care? Right. I mean, so that you have all these issues going on. Now, again, it's a rivalry game. Two programs that have a lot of kids that know each other, uh, probably played against each other in a lot of places in high school. I would think pride would kick in when you take the field. You don't want to get embarrassed on your home field in a rivalry game because your name's attached to that for life. So, you know, you, you will probably care in the beginning, but you can beat that out of a team that's listless pretty quickly. Well, and also from a coaching standpoint, you know, the D.C. that they elevated was a G.A. five years ago. Uh, he's a guy that played for, uh, what's his Grantham. He played for Grantham at Georgia. He uh, coached under him at Mississippi State, came with him here as a, as a position coach. 
he's never been a defensive coordinator before. So now he's calling plays. And I think his first time out the gate was that Sanford game, mm. which didn't go all that it was well. A toughie. It was a toughie. Um, I like the adjustments he made in the second half. Just gave up the 10 points. Right. Yeah. In the second After half. the 42 in the first, he, yeah. he locked it down. And Guys, then, I'm going to make some adjustments. Yeah. It's not working. And then uh, your <laughs> offensive coordinator, the guy that's going to be calling plays now, is a guy who has been an offensive coordinator in the SEC level, at Power 5 level. So he's more experienced. Um, but, man, Mullen has been calling plays for that offense since he got there. So that's you don't know how that's going to work as well either. And then you don't know what they're going to do at quarterback, if he's going to go with Richardson. There's just so many unknowns uh, going into this game. But the biggest one is, yeah, like whether or not those kids are paying attention this week. I know Florida State is. Like I was out there practice this morning. That was a very good practice. The offense is really playing well. Jordan and the receivers and running backs and tight ends really played at a high level. Um, so they're going to have a great week of practice. And I think they're going to play really well. I would say the odds are Florida. You would think is not. You wouldn't expect them to. Yeah, now they could happen. Odds, it could. You're right. But if you're placing odds, yes, you would lean towards the uh, kind of mundane. Just let's get through this yeah. type of performance. By the way, Florida State answered all calls that we had on this show a week ago. Yeah. By the way, they prepared, showed up, focused, and dominated BC right. without the help of the officials. That game is a thirty point ass beating. And you know what? That's a sign, again, of really good things to come this year, obviously. But I also think uh, you look ahead to next year. I mean, they, they have these kids locked in. They work hard. They did not rest on their laurels with getting the signature win over Miami, the feather in the cap, and the fact that they had probably turned it around in recruiting and all that stuff. No, no, they went up there realizing they had work to do, and they came out. They were physically imposing. If you think that first quarter of just how bad BC looked, how bad that offensive line got its ass whipped, how bad that kid, that quarterback, had to feel yeah. after those first four series, he must have thought he's going to be broken. Yeah, I mean, he was slammed to the turf. I'm mean, countless times head bouncing off the turf every other play. Um, that's but that's a great sign of of a hungry team and a focused team. Yeah, I thought it was their best first half of the year. I don't even know if you could argue that. Um, you know, they you know, they were up 19 to three at half, and they probably would have been up 26 to three if they don't call the OPI because um, they ended up punting on that drive. Um, yeah, man, I, I just thought that was. Uh, that was really impressive for them to do what they did. And then, look, they didn't they didn't play great in the second half. Offensively, you got to figure out what you're doing on third down. You're just missing too many of those. And I don't know. It's weird that Jordan Travis kind of only runs on first and second down for first downs, but on third down, third and four, third and six, his legs aren't used as much. I, maybe moving forward, they'll they'll figure that out. But overall, man, I, I thought they played really, really well. And if it wasn't for, uh, you know, just I, I'm going to call them questionable calls. Just question. Look, fifty-fifty. They could go either way. Ira, did you did, were judgment you, call? They're judgment calls. These guys are human too, right? And I know people don't want to talk about officiating because no. it's seen as like just. I think Florida State fans love it. I don't know, man. You There's some that. of both. There's yeah. some of both. I There's think some... it's mostly, but but it's not it's not like excuse making. When it's so obvious, like there's, there's crazy calls. Well, I actually game think it's a calls. larger discussion. It's less about what would happen to us because it did. Although when you look at that crew, if you yeah. looked at the numbers later right. in the day, You're that right. crew when they call, call Florida State games versus any other crew that calls a Florida State game, and also that crew versus any other game they call. Yeah, it's it is weird it, how it all is. the flags are coming out. With it. It's just it, weird. It's it's definitely suspicious. <laughs> it's definitely <laughs> suspicious. It would it would be enough for me as a head coach to be fined heavily after that yeah. game. I know that he did the right thing and took the high road. Not really. What's it? Ten thousand dollars? Yeah. I mean, he makes three and a half million. Yeah, That's like not, you getting fined forty bucks. No big deal. Right. Come on, man. Yeah, I know he's er- he's early on. I think next year, if it happens again, well, he basically made it known. Yeah, well, but he both, did. He both did in game yeah. and the, what he said after the game lets you know that he 
he was pissed. But I would well, do like what uh, was it Al Davis that had the uh, slideshow when he fired Lane Kiffin? Was the best. I he, would do a slideshow. Wispy was on yeah. the verge of death when he did that. <laughs> yeah. Presentation, so it made it all the better. You had the crypt keeper up there trying to <laughs> yeah. try to is just... this thing on? Is this working? <laughs> um, but I would do that with those the you know the five that are just egregious. I'd be like, explain this to me. I'm taking my $10,000. That's already on the table. Yeah, he yeah. actually have the check written, a big, like, PGA <laughs> Tour check made out to the ACC, and then go play-by-play play and say, this is uh, abominable, and this cost us points. Well, it almost cost us a game. And from a big-picture standpoint, if you're yeah, the administration and if you're Mike Norvell, especially in the offseason, you know, that, that Clemson game, those two calls were pretty big calls on Clemson's game-winning drive that did not go your way. Earlier this season, the, at the end of the Miami game, I I thought that was pass interference. It, it, I don't know. It, it didn't end up mattering. Um, and then this game, I mean, it's just like, hey, man, we're still Florida State. You yeah. know, you may we may be five and six right now. We may not be where we need to be, but f- this league's better off if Florida. You State want us to win isn't. this game and not Boston College? Exactly. I promise. I promise you want Florida State to win this game. But now you're going to fuel the fire. You're now leading all of the wackadoos into that safe Come on place, with buddy. Me. Come on. Like, oh, here we Come go. on out. Here we go. Every call now. Come on out. Be, yeah. See? Yeah. Next, uh, knows what next thing you know, he'll be on a bridge waiting for JFK <laughs> to show back up in Dallas. <laughs> Eric, thanks uh, for the contribution. He writes, what's up, Jeff, Ira, and Corey? This game is over Saturday as soon as the Seminoles get off the bus. Mm. Knowles 42-21. to 21. He donated, he donated $42 for that. And Kevin, All right, Eric. Kevin donated as well. He says, hey, I fell asleep after the Louisville game. Just woke up. What did I miss? <laughs> yeah. You fell asleep at halftime of the Louisville game. Things, things have changed a little bit. That's it's what like, it flipped, man. The halftime of the Louisville game. That's what, what it they, flipped. They should do those. Have you seen those videos like during the pandemic of like people like who like they're talking to their self before the pandemic yeah, yeah, yeah. and explaining what happened later? You should do an F- they should do an FSU fan. <laughs> that would be good. Who, uh, yeah. <laughs> so... So, yeah, so the McKenzie-Milton thing didn't really work out. Not a good no, idea. No, it was cool at the time. The, those two drives against Notre Dame got everybody fired <laughs> up. People really thought it was about to be a thing. <laughs> yeah, well. Seminole Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV continues in a moment. Seminole Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chauffel, and Corey Clark. Rolling on, Seminole Headlines, 93.3. Real Talk Radio. Hope you guys are having a great Thanksgiving week. Hope you're going to have a great Thanksgiving wherever you're going. These two gentlemen right here will be rolling down to Gainesville. I'm mm. not. I'm not going to Gainesville. No, duh. No, you don't need three of us. Don't need three of are us. Are you going to go? You have to say it right now. Wherever they go to a bowl, yes. you're going to go. Yes. 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 I, mean, I know he's saying yes. No, no. I mean, what are the odds he actually Why would goes? I not go? I'm proud know. of this I, team. I just got done bragging about it. the last bowl how- you went to? They might be going to Tampa. Well, well you'll definitely go to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go down to we'll be hanging on Dale But you would yeah. go to El Paso or Shreveport? Yes. Ooh, that was 100%. <laughs> I'm saying it right here now. Okay. All right, let's guys, go. You, let's you're go. hearing this. I can't wait, in fact. Love I'll take your place. I'm in. Let's go. Please do. I will. Please <laughs> do. They don't want me to Maybe Ira and I can go to El Paso together, experience the greatness of El Paso. Yeah. I would love it. I'd love to go back. <laughs> uh, did um, Yeah, no, that, that's the thing. I, you know, and I think I asked Norvell this the other day, like, it's not just about getting to a bowl game because of what it means and just because of how impressive it's a it would be. For kicking ass but I also that. think this team would like to be together for another couple of weeks. You know, they really like each other. Um, now we'll see. Maybe some of the guys who are draft eligible may decide, I like you guys. I love you, but I like that money that's waiting like on that me, much. too. Yeah. If, but, if Jermaine did that, screw him no. for eternally. What's he done for this program? You're going to sit out the El Paso by, Bowl? By the are way, you crazy? Here's. I'm glad you brought this up because I actually had this conversation with my dad, and I think I, I, I ruined his night. 
because I was saying to him, and this will let you know that I'm definitely going to the bowl. I said, Dad, if they go to a bowl, you want to go? And he's like, yeah, you know, I think I do. I'm, I'm, this team, I'm proud of this team. And we were kind of, you know, kicking it around. He goes, where do you think they're going? I'm like, well, it's probably a short jaunt. I think we'll probably head over to Shreveport or something like that. And then as we were talking about it, I said, now there's a good chance we're going to get stomped in the bowl game. He goes, no, I don't think so. And I go, oh, that front four, they ain't playing. Yeah. <laughs> None of those guys are playing because they're all going to announce for the NFL. And when that happens, it's going to be a different looking game. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, come on. We'll see. Like, if we're being realistic. Yeah, I wouldn't expect 11 or 4 to play at all um, in a bowl game. But, hey, let's worry about that bridge when we get to it. You know what I mean? You still got to win one more game. But, yeah, I would be – there's no way. I mean, I I would tell Jermaine Johnson, dude, what are you doing? You can come on the plane. Yeah, we you can, don't need to play. You can do all the fun yeah. stuff in Shreveport, all the cool bowl activities they have, like the Hustler Club. They have the blackjack table. All the cool stuff in Shreveport you can do, but you're not going to play in the game. Speaking of which, at the uh, – The bevy the, of cool stuff in Shreveport. Yeah, yeah you can swim in the brown water. Before yeah. the uh, before the Boston College game, there was a guy down in the field that was kept talking to. And I think I might mentioned on the Smash, but like kept talking to FSU's defensive coaches. And uh, I was like, I was like, is he a former player? He looked like he would have been a former player. He's a big dude, and uh, but I didn't recognize him. Turns out it was a scout for the Patriots. There was a guy who did play. I think he played at Ohio State. Um, but anyway, man, he spent an awful lot of time more than I've ever seen a scout talking to assistant coaches talking to Fuller. Odell Hagen's a lot, Odell Hagen's, <laughs> and also a lot with uh, J- John Papuchas. So definitely a defensive lineman. Maybe one. The, Patri- yeah. the Patriots seem very interested. Did they tell Keir Thomas, like, hey, man, there's a Patriots scout here? Because he played, like, it's possible. I mean, that was, it's possible. that was impressive what he did. Yeah. He should have had four sacks, four or five sacks. Think about uh, how much, I mean, when we got the, the, the yes from those two guys, and the, when Florida State got the answer yes for the transfer portal with those two guys, did do you think for a moment that they could make up a duo that is arguably as good as anybody's in the country? Nope. No. It's unreal. No. I mean, think about what that. You know, sometimes you hit on a guy and he provided some positive things for you. You don't you normally get a guy this early in the transfer portal like we've seen that is going to be a potential first-round pick. It's unbelievable. And I, <laughs> and I, I really, as good as he looked in the spring, I kept telling myself, Man, you need to slow down because it may just be that this group on sucks this curve. Trying to block yeah. Him. yeah, yeah, and, and the other guys on defense that don't look like him. Like he stands out so much, but why was he just a guy at Georgia? So maybe he's just a guy, and it's like, no, he's not just a guy. Oh, no, that's he's, just how good they're. Yeah, they don't have a lot of just the guys over there too. So they all, they all, uh, they all probably would look like that again with, with mere mortal defenses. But and Kier had Pierre been. Kier was awesome. he had been, but he, had, he was he'd hurt. Been right? playing, he'd played some inside. He'd yeah. been hurt. But we, we didn't just, get to see him in the spring, yeah. right? Or we no, didn't no, get he to see wasn't, him. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't available in the so spring. So we didn't know what he was. We knew he was an experienced, talented guy because he'd been around forever, but we didn't know exactly what it looked like. And, yeah, it's it's one of the best combos in the country. Seth writes and contributes. Thank you, Seth. Jermaine doesn't play, but I think here will. I'm pretty sure that dude doesn't want this year to end and really wishes he had all four years here. Well, I, w- I mean, maybe, might be right. maybe he does, but, man, I mean, if you have the potential to make that kind of money, I, I think – it's well, I don't know what his like. Jermaine's like a obvious first or second day pick, right? I don't know that Keir Thomas is. I mean, he I think he's an NFL player, but you know, I don't know where the calculus comes in to like. Okay, I'm going to sit this out because I might be a fifth round pick. I might be a fourth. Well, round right, pick. right, yeah. You start. Yeah. It may depend on what that situation. Yeah. But also, I would say that to his to Seth's point is accurate. Keir did want to come here out of high school. Uh, you know, Odell Higgins recruited him. He definitely was. Very eager to come to Florida State. I don't think he chose South Carolina over Florida State. I thought they had a numbers crunch. He ended up doing uh, going a different route. So he well, he, he's he does love every second about being here. I mean, Jermaine does too. 
But I think Jermaine would with these guys and this coaching staff, maybe at a different school. But here, I think specifically Florida State means a lot to him. Well, it's been fun to watch all those guys and watch Fabian Lovett and all those guys. Yeah. I mean, they've got, they really have done a good job with these guys. And now they're going to need, obviously, we, we're all flying high right now and feeling really good about what this team is and the potential for a lot of guys on this team, including Jordan Travis and some of the other guys that we've talked about and watched them get better throughout the course of the year. Only thing I worry about, and I know we need to worry about the now and we're playing forward this week, but. I mean, you're losing a lot up front. They're going to have to hit again in that transfer portal. They're going to have they, to hit on some guys. They do, but I would say two things. One is that that's true, but I think they can because I think other schools and, and we certainly talk, helpful that you had yes, this kind of success. You have that evidence. The other thing is part of the reason they coach the way they do. Part of the reason they they need that front four to be so dominant this year is because the 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 back end was a little questionable. You had some newer guys, especially at linebacker. If you improve that area. Now you can feel more comfortable being exotic on third downs and mm-hmm. in, in pass rushing situations. Right now, I don't think they want to do too much of that because they want to protect that back end. But if, if, as you get better at those positions, then maybe you can be more aggressive and you don't have to always get it from your front four. Pooches did talk about that, though, yesterday, um, about uh, what, what these guys have done and how that correlates to recruiting not just the high school kids but the transfer portal kids. Like He's like, look, we, we tell these guys the pitch is – we had a plan for these guys when they came in. Here's what happened. Here's how it happened. Here's what they did for us. And now you can do the same thing, essentially. Um, so they, they will be, they will have to be very attractive to any of the best defensive end transfers in the country. They would just have to be because of what their two yeah. guys did. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's success in the transfer portal begets success in the transfer portal where you get an opportunity again because now that pitch has been solidified. You're like, well, here it is, man. They didn't just come here and play. They came here and amplified and, you know, have a chance to really improve their stock depending on where they go in the draft. I mean, And then those guys are going to be such good salespeople when recruits or transfer candidates come on campus. I mean, that, that, that team, that locker room, the way they have bought into this coaching staff, the way they believe in this coaching staff, and the way they love each other, that helps in recruiting because when kids come and they see that, you can't fake that. And so I think I mean, all of that is very positive going forward. Seminole Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV continues in a moment. How you doing there, podcasters? Good. Good to hear it. Listen, <laughs> if, you're, if you're wondering uh, for, you know, for a good place to eat, watch a game, have a cold beer, enjoy a lot of choices, we suggest Horizons Bar and Grill. Maybe even run into us. You Could might happen. see us. Could you and I especially. Yes. I or- mean, I'm there once a week, I think. When I'm in town, I'm there. Stephanie and I are there. Great place. Cold beer, hot women. Everything you want in a, uh, I probably shouldn't have said that. Well, it's okay. Hot beer and cold women. (laughs) Whatever you're into. I like like the good looking ladies too. That's all right. But But even if that's uh, not your thing, I'll be there. I'm a good looking guy. And we would all agree great food. Legitimately good food. The most important part of this ad is the great food. It's great food. They got TV, sports bar. They got that vibe, but beer, food, everything you could want. And most importantly, again, other than uh, the food, is that there is at least, I'd say, a 35% chance one of us would be there. And you get the mac and cheese bites. And you can get those shrimp tacos, which yeah. are the king. Uh, you get the, you've gotten the healthy on me lately. You I get, eat the hummus. You eat the, I hummus. Get the hummus. Who eats really that? Good. He I, does. At Horizons I, I, Bar I didn't know I like hummus. Maybe I go. don't, but Horizons got some great hummus. But you look for them on their website. You can see their happy hour specials. Uh, just a great place to hang out. And it's and if you want to like a little upscale dinner, you yeah. can go in there for that as well. It's at Bannerman Crossing at the... Uh, Right off of Thomasville Road and Bannerman uh, up there on the northeast Tallahassee. Tell them headlines sent you. Well, the important thing is support the people who help support Seminole Headlines. That's Horizons Bar and Grill. And thanks for listening to the podcast. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> 
Seminole Headlines is brought to you by Register Sausage, serving the Florida Panhandle and Lower Alabama for over 75 years. To find a store near you or to buy directly from Registers, head to registermeats.com. That's registermeats.com. Seminole Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chauffel, and Corey Clark. Some folks have uh, continued to contribute to our efforts here this afternoon. i got to catch up with everybody. Khalil writes, uh, we all would agree that the three Heisman winners are the top three QBs in our history, but who are the fourth and fifth best QBs in history? I'm always partial, by the way. I mean, statistically, it won't be the case. But I I really liked Peter Tom Willis when he was here. I thought he was yeah, cool. it was just cool the, dude. it was the one year though, right? Yeah, he just played yeah. the one year. But I mean, I think you got to go. You can certainly look at Danny Cannell. You can look at Casey Weldon. You can look at guys like that. Who would you Who would you put? Yeah, I'd put um, I put Weldon in. Uh, well, that's a tough one. Like McManus is there. I was going to say McManus is there. McManus is there at the start of the dynasty. Yeah. Um, and was a gunslinger and Canada's best quarterback. Of yeah, all time. like the best yeah. Canadian yeah. quarterback ever him and <laughs> all Flutie. All the great cups that he won. Yeah. Um Khalil, you're the man by the way. And maybe uh maybe Ponder. He played for 3 years. He started for 3 years. He's a first round pick. He, he kind of brought them back to a little bit to prominence in Jimbo's first year. Yeah, we're just picking 4 and 5. Ponder's not getting picked. All right. I mean, he was So just, so you're going to well, go cuz Casey's definitely one of them. So Casey's it's just who's of, the other who's, one? Who's the other? Uh, Ponder for me. Could be PT. It's Peter Thomas. I like PT. Point, yeah. All right. Jeez. Uh, I like Lord. Christian Ponder. Jeez. That's um, pretty good. He beat Florida. Stop <laughs> it. He did. Um, uh, you know. um, Mark writes, Corey, do you and Norvell have a spiritual connection? You inspire the man's emotions. Keep it up. Yeah, I thought that was kind of a uh, pretty innocuous question. Um, it's the weird thing is that when he answered, when he starts to go on those runs where he's talking, they're really well done. They're almost so thought out. You're like he was waiting for this moment, but. He won't stop looking at me. Like sometimes, like Jimbo, when he would get into his, he'd look around the room a little yeah, bit, yeah. And make eye contact with other people. Kinda, yeah, it's kind of what he does <clears throat> with answering questions. Well, he just he, he stays just on you. To, yeah. But it just so happens that like his two longest answers this year have been to my questions. So he is on me. Yeah. And I was telling Aslan, you wait, we wear masks in there. And uh, I had a the, with the Syracuse win after about like why would you why would any recruits come here? That was how I phrased it. You know what I mean? But his four minute soliloquy, he was staring daggers at me. This one, he was still staring at me, but I had a smirk on my face because I knew, like, what was going on. Like, I, and I just, I thought, I was thinking in my head, like, here we go again. He's just going to stare at me for two minutes. But I had a mask on, so he couldn't see that I was uh, smirking. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 it's, it can get a little uncomfortable that much. Um, power, un, uh, power that you have? Well, no, the unbroken eye contact with another mm-hmm. person can be a little awkward, yeah. but I think but, we make like we it work. We just did it for 30 seconds right there. Yeah, and I, I don't like it. Weird. I got to look away. Yeah, I got to look But he, uh, <laughs> but it kind of goes with your, uh, you know, your Oprah mystique that you have that, yeah. you know, is Kenny. Getting guys choked yeah. up. Yeah. yeah, well, that's what I do, man. I come in there. I ask a lot more questions. I try to, I try to just get the viral video moment yeah. and then be done with it. To help them cal- in recruiting. You're, you're calculating. Well, I mean, that's what I do. Dave in Bardstown writes, Jeff, one month ago you said we are not a bowl team. We aren't. In one week, will you call your sales rep at Register Sausage, Ben, well, I call Ben, live on the air and place an order for Crow Sausage. Yay, Crow. You should order some. I know you don't eat sausage, but your family does. Mm -hmm. So you should order some on air. Uh, Sure, I'd gladly do it. I I, I mean, I'll order the sausage. I'm not uh, afraid to do so. The idea that... 
They, I mean, again, when you looked at that schedule, when we thought they could win six or seven games yeah, it wasn't this year, the back end it was because it we thought they <laughs> yeah. were going to do it all in the front end yeah. and then just try to man, do something in the back end. Instead, they completely blew it in, in, in the winnable games, and now there's a chance they might beat Miami, Florida, at Boston College. I mean, you know what I should do? Kidding. I should go, because we'll, I'm sure we have it in the archives. Before the season, when Tom and I do our W's and L's, yeah. I said six and six. And then, of course, I went on to say that I thought they'd win a lot of games early and lose right. a lot late. But I'll cut that out and just say, hey, guys, I called 6-6. I, I nailed this thing right from the get-go. <laughs> yeah. And if you want proof, here's the audio. Here's proof. This is from, August, this is from August 28th, everyone. Yeah, a while back. Uh, I did take 6-6. Six and six. I just didn't think it would look like this. And how about, crazy. like, uh, you know, two of their losses. Um, well, I mean, Clemson's going to finish 9-3. and three. And then yeah. Wake will probably be ten and two, and Notre Dame's gonna be eleven and one. Those are three of their losses. Louisville's a bowl team. Jacksonville uh, State's an outlier. Uh, yeah, they fired their coach. An outlier. Uh, it's their first losing season since two thousand two. <laughs> Jacksonville State, and they beat Florida State. They bought their uh, the one of their law. They actually won one of the guaranteed losses, and they yeah. still finished under that. That's uh, that's the anomaly I think at this point. Football's a crazy game. It is. That's it is. Especially game. when you don't play your best quarterback, it uh, really can well, hurt you. And especially when that officiating crew was yeah, on that call. That's true. That's not why we they were on the call. <laughs> Kalen Deloach had the interception. That's right. That's a targeting call. Ice the game. Yeah, you're right. You're right. They love calling targeting. Well, yeah, they love calling targeting. They can't wait to call a target. Yeah, like they step into that stadium. They breathe the air. They turn to one another. There's some targeting going (laughs) on out here. It's a good day for some targeting. Good day to throw a targeting flag. Am I right? Uh, So, so one thing I would say, Kalen Deloach, good on you, young man. Yeah, man, man. He's that kid some plays. has improved immensely. What yeah. a good year, man. He's gotten better and better and better. He's, like, legit good. Yeah, and you can see, again, it's like what we haven't seen from FSU linebackers since, man, I swear it's been since Telvin Smith, like seeing plays before they happen and shooting and making the play. I mean, it's yeah. been forever. No, no, he's playing well, man, and he brought a level of physicality that we haven't seen in a while yeah. here, too. I mean, that was Man, for a guy that size to play that physical, and he took on the block with the offensive lineman and then still made that play right. and got up talking yeah. smack. By the way, that official could not wait to get on him about him. Oh, now. did he? Yo, yeah. Go yeah, watch. Go, go. Yeah, no, he's uh, pushing him. He's so upset yeah. with him for talking. You might be right, those sons of bitches. You might there be right. There we go. <laughs> Join. We got room. We got room on this on this van. We need to do like a deep. I'm not saying we're going to vox these guys. Is that what you call them? We're <laughs> dox, not dox. dox. We're not going to dox these guys, Fox. Um, but we we got to do a deep dive on where their hatred for Florida State comes from. Like, is it the head referee that it's an edict from him on high, or is it maybe a couple of side judges? The biggest problem they have, and I noticed this on a lot of the the, the bad calls, they throw flags for what they think happened, not what they saw. Mm-hmm. They do that a lot. A lot of officials do that. It's problematic. Secondly, they're old and slow, and they're out of position. Two of those guys are old as dirt, and they don't know what they're looking at. It's also also clearly probably the worst crew in the league because they got both Jacksonville State, Florida State games. Right. They're getting, you know, it's not like they're, they're calling the, the good, good games. They don't have any games with Clemson. They don't have any of the good games. Yeah. Well, they need so, to be told to have a good day. Yeah. I mean, that, they need to go this on has down to be to the end of it, right? Conference USA, if that's still a thing. Didn't they lose all their teams, Conference USA? Mm-hmm, the, so. Yeah, but go 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 to the Sun Belt or something, man. Tony, I'm tired of it. Tony Wright, it's been a lot of talk about Brownlee, a cornerback. <clears throat> he plays so hard. We'll come up and hit you in the mouth. Think maybe in the offseason looking at moving him to safety. Uh, I do like Brownlee. He, he's not a dominant corner. There's no doubt, but he is physical. Yeah. He does care. He does play hard. Uh, he just, against the better receivers in this league, he's going to have a hard time. He's also, I think he's been dealing with some, and I'm not excusing the way he's played sometimes, but, uh, but I do think he's been dealing with some injury uh, issue. I don't know exactly what it is, uh, but I don't think he's been full speed in a long time. 
Um, but I think, and, and Corey, I, I was kind of, I wanted to bring this up to you at some point. Don't you Now's think a good time. Right, his personality, do don't you think his personality is a big part of their defense? I mean, cause he's, man, he's a, just a fighter, dude. Like he's yeah. a tough kid from yeah. Miami yeah, that just wants to compete and fight. And maybe, maybe you're not the best. Think of a guy, and I'm not putting like Tavares McFadden down. But that guy, from a skills standpoint yeah. and a stature standpoint, was a was a much more NFL type body and, and prospect. But to compete, I mean, the way yeah. Jarvis Brown, if you could transfuse his you competitiveness something. into Tavares McFadden, right. McFadden would be in the league right now. It gives you, I mean, and it, I think it gives something yeah. to your defense. I do too, and I and I think he definitely belongs on the field in some capacity. Some capacity yeah, um, because the, because of that. And look, man, he I thought he did a really good job on Rambo. Uh, you know, Rambo yeah. had three catches. Two of them were just great catches. I mean, in, in a and great throw. Great throws, uh, but yeah. he was really silent for a lot of the game. You know, the way they play sometimes, your corners are going to get beat. Right. They put you on an island, and there are good receivers in this conference. Well, he's got. Play- he's not. He's not in a. He's not. Doesn't have an elite speed. No. Which and is, that's the problem. That's why I said the better receivers in this league are going to have a, a good day against him. But I, overall, he's played well as a corner. He's just had some glaring. Mistakes, Some big but, moments. but totality of the season, he's been pretty solid. Well, and they play a lot of man because they don't play zone well. No, and, so, that, that'd so be, they, and that's, that puts them out there like you're out. talking about. Uh, Donald writes, is, it's time to give Maurice Smith more credit for this offensive resurgence. The consistent presence at center is not wasted on Jordan. Yes and no. I think it is great to have him in there. They're better with him than not. He's having a hard time physically right now, and, mm-hmm. and he's going to have to get a lot bigger and stronger in the offseason. Uh, there are a lot of plays you go back and watch. He gets blown up quickly. Um, but that's not for lack of effort. It's not because he doesn't understand the game. It's not any of those things. He's just got to get bigger. Well, but but and to his point though, that was him coming back was around the time and and Jordan gets moved to starter. But it was also that's when things kind of got shored up. Just from a he understands what they're supposed to be doing. Correct. Calling it linebacker. Correct. I, I make, agree with that. all that stuff, man. He's he's the best they have by far at all those things. So by the know, way, he Dylan does give you has been a very valuable member of he has, this offensive yeah. line, and you poo pooed that in the offseason. Well, you y'all, sure y'all were just you sure y'all did. thought it was yeah. a guarantee. I had to see it. I had to see it because he hadn't done anything in Notre. It's like okay, just because he was at Notre Dame doesn't mean he's good. Pull up that audio he, too. Yeah, hey, come on, guys, it wasn't, like, it wasn't like my Maryland is going to be a problem. I said he's he could been, be. He's no. been really, really, and good. it's a really big deal that he's coming back yeah. next year. That's a we think he's that's a huge deal. But yeah, going to Maurice Smith. Well, you just when you think of this offensive line, four of them are coming back, right? You're right. losing, you're losing DLT, um, or Brady Scott, whoever's starting there because of injuries. But other than that, you got four of them coming back. And if the Schrader and they should kid, be bigger, and and if, and they, if love Schrader, Schrader. they love Schrader, he just been out with an injury. If he comes back, and I think he's been starting to get close to getting. Dare back. I say it could be not just a solid or serviceable a, offensive line. By this one? time next year, it could be pretty good. With a legit freaking quarterback. With a legit quarterback that you believe in, and also credit to Maurice Smith because. You know those snaps aren't easy. My man, my man will, he had a snap infraction where he just grounded it to himself. So I got a question, he, by the way. But at I, the end of the game, when they're when they're running yeah. out the clock, those are big snaps, and he's hitting them right in the chest every time. Now I need to go back and look at this, and I meant to, and you just reminded me, and that's why I haven't. On that play, the snap infraction, I don't think that was the correct ruling. That's what did they? It should have been a fumble. It should have been their ball. But well, I think he picked it up. You can't be the first to touch it, and that uh, was that a fourth down. It should have been their ball. I thought it would have just been like a, a play, like it would have been carried by number was, fifty-three. That was no, that that was a fourth down, was it not? I don't remember. And then they I, chose and the I punt. See, I didn't see that angle because I was there, but uh, oh yeah, he, but he, I know he snapped that, it against his leg and then just picked it up and stood there with it. But yeah. I know in a couple of those situations, they uh, you know 
Florida State felt like you know BC was doing the the snap oh, count. Yeah, right? imitating the snap. Yeah, but and they got called for that early in the yeah. game, by the way. But no, that was a, I need to know that rule yeah. again. I don't think you can do what he did, and and there are no repercussions. Well, you definitely can't. Yeah, you can't just snap it and take off. Well, like, he, it has he, to like, touch the quarterback. It, it didn't, and yeah. it hits his leg, and he picks it up and stands there, That's, and then, and the then kid they tackles blow the, him. Yeah, <laughs> the play dead. But I guess if they call it as more like a they false call, start, they called it a snap and then it's like the play never happened. I guess. I, yeah, I need to, again. I need clarification on the rule because that was it was fourth and six, and in doing so that saves it. our ass right. because yeah. by holding onto the ball and they call that and then we get to punt. Yeah. It, it, I thought it should have been their ball. I, yeah. was, I was horrified that it would have been. If it's not, they need to change that rule. Yeah, it's a dumb rule. It's a dumb you rule. just snap it to yourself whenever you want. Yeah. Seminole headlines. Ninety-three-three. Real Talk Radio. Warchant TV continues in a moment. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for Warchant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chauffel, and Corey Clark. How much more fun it is, boys. You can just feel it, right? This hour is almost gone. We're about to get the headliner questions just yeah, like man. that. See what happens when you win games? This ain't like late September headliner. Oh, no, that was is, rough. Yeah, that was those, a rough. Those were tough days. We were dragging our, you know, we our heads were Bowed as we walked into the yeah. studio, we all kind of had to encourage each other. Yeah, you the, see the uh, downfall. Really, the it, Gators it, it, were number ten in the country, <laughs> loving life, loving their coach. Really, at halftime of that Louisville game, you, I just remember sitting there thinking, "What are we going to write about?" Because you didn't feel like anybody was going to get fired, no matter what happened this season. Mm-hmm. And maybe the DC, but that was it. Maybe, yeah. but yeah. yeah. And then, but the team, it looks like it's going to be awful. And then you have that second half of the schedule. Nobody's going to want to read anything. We're not going to have anything to say. We can't call for people to get fired necessarily. So what would you even write about? Then they played that second half, and I remember thinking, man, at least they gave us that half. They gave us, they a, gave half us a to week. write about. Yeah. There's some stuff we yeah. can write about this week. Hey, the secondary played better in that half. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey. They were much more physical in that half. They got some stops. <laughs> yeah, they didn't score a point. They made yeah. a punt seven times and in then, a half. Yeah. Now here we go. People are back. Yeah, and it was the precursor of good moments to come. And yeah, we would not have guessed it. It's it's strange. And it's even going to be strange going into next year, but it is interesting. So, you know, get your subscription now to Warchant.com. Exactly. Make sure you're locked in to Wake Up Warchant, the Jeff Cameron Show, and all the other things like the Sunday Smash that we provide. Just so much content all the time. It's overwhelming content. It is overwhelming. It's a bit overwhelming at times. But it's cool that now it's for a team that's winning some games. Uh, That's cool. Basketball team dominated that ass last night, guys. Yeah, man. Sprinkle that in there. A little... Get you some Missouri. Missouri wants no part of Florida State. Whenever those two teams match up, it's a beatdown. And Loyola Marymount's not terrible, and they looked like a Woo! high school team trying to deal with that pressure. 27 turnovers? 24 yeah, turnovers? 24 turnovers. Um, and they went out and beat SMU the night the, the next night because they were playing a normal team. It's like, oh, this is cool. They'll just let us dribble up the court. This is a weird Florida <laughs> yeah. State team. I'm excited to go to the game tomorrow. I don't know what to make of this team just yet. They've got a lot of interesting pieces. I got I, again, I, we usually have a pretty good understanding of what this group can be and what they are in the moment, like the last few years. Yeah, you have a kid no. here and there that's a one-and-done that you're like, well, we'll see how much better he gets. But we know that on the whole, they're this, 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 and this. Man, I, this is a weird team. No, it is. But I also feel like there's been times where you've thought, wait, man, they, get, they have all of December to figure it out. And that's what this is going to be about, getting ready for ACC play. And but But there are pieces, and you like the pieces. And if the veterans can play – like, Raquan Evans played well last night. Anthony Polite played well. Blake Osborne's been playing well for most of the season, almost the entire season. If those guys play well, then it gives you a chance with those younger guys, Caleb Mills, as he gets continues to get more comfortable. 
And I, I, I still think I, I don't have any less expectations for this team than I did a month ago. I like the. Uh, no, I know. I'm not saying that. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not yeah, saying you yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just making sure people know. I think yeah. they're a good team. And I think Ngom actually does make a difference. Uh, his impact. He moves. Say it better. again. He Say moves. it one more time. Well, because without him, they're starting Wyatt Wilkes, which you, you, that's a that's a small don't lineup. Qualify. Uh, well. Well, Ingom so, can, can protect. He looks different. It looks like he's lost Ingom weight or something. Ingom in 22, man. Yeah, well, well, he might. I mean, he we might have be, not seen any dominant performance. He's my, he's my early pick for ACC Player of Let's the Year. Go. It's him or the Duke, kid, the Duke freshman. Those yeah. are probably the two early. That's a toss up. Well, that, that kid might get another DUI. Only, well, look, and the only problem with Ingom is he's just not going to get the minutes to put up the huge numbers that you'd want. He's not going to play thirty nine like Shashevsky plays his guys. But yeah, <laughs> uh, they they do uh, they they do guard you with, and they need rim protection. And he does offer some of that. Well, he almost got, made that three he took last night. They got plenty of height. They're, I mean, they got guys. Yeah, so. but they got they got plenty. Yeah. Of, John Butler's shooting. You could roll through him. Yeah. Um. Then maybe not next year when he puts on weight, but he's so small, and the other guys don't quite Plus know what they're doing. Plus, he's a perimeter player. Yeah. Too, with seven but Ingham is a guy that can move his feet well enough to maybe stay in front of guys. And he and, he, and, he, the rim. and he's got some to him. Like so he defense, likes blocking shots. And Matthew Cleveland's end, good. Yeah. Matthew Cleveland's really good. I mean, he gets whatever he wants. The defensive end is where I agreed with you that Ingham could make a difference. Just that high alone and he's strong so there's a chance that you know you're going to alter a lot of shots i think you're you're intimating that maybe he's a better offensive player than we've seen i tell you what he threw down a dunk last night that looked like okay man that we didn't see that last year we didn't see that explosion yeah or or throwing off the back of the rim with stone hands he went and threw it down well two things i just felt like the way he shot free throws i feel like he has hand talent and then i knew stan jones with a full offseason would get him to where he could play. Yeah, he's serviceable. He'll be a 15, 16-minute-a-night guy that can that can help. Hey, but back to defense. Uh, I think it was John that asked the question um, and made a nice donation about the last play call before Akeem's interception where he, I think he blitzes Brownlee off the end. Right. Uh, that's a really good – or maybe Pierre, it was second down. Pierre eats up uh, three people. And, yeah. And Bradley, was it second down when they tried to run it again and then they stopped I think it them? was second. I think yeah. it was second. Yeah, which I thought that was an odd play call to me. I know they had run pretty well that drive, but that seemed that was a little hubris by the Boston mm-hmm. College OC. Like, okay, let's we got four downs. Let's run it again on second down and gash them. And, like, no, now you're third and 11. Um, that, was, that was a really, really big play. That's a by the way. It's that, a great call by Fuller who doesn't blitz much. That play, the second down play you're talking about when you run – in all the advanced metrics, Corey, that you like not just yeah. not just modern, but the advanced ones, yeah, right? That, yeah, it, it's like the least efficient play in football when you run on second and ten. Like you're 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 guaranteeing your drive is ruined. And I told it's Stephanie crazy. that uh, one of the games we were watching, I'm like, because Florida State when they throw on first down and throw an incomplete pass, it's almost always a run on second. Got to stop doing almost it. Yeah, always no, no, a run. It's not an efficient play. Um, and so I told her on uh, when we were watching, I'm like, well, this is going to be a run uh, after after Travis had an incomplete pass, and it actually wasn't. And I think he completed it. Like, yeah, you've got to throw on second down. Yeah, if, if you run, set up second and ten, if you get no yards on first down, you don't need to be running on second. And, and 10. I get, and I get it in certain situations, especially if your defense is tired. If you're you running don't out wanna, the clock, you don't, or if your defense is tired, you don't want to send him back out there and only take up fifteen seconds with three incompletions. But I don't know if that thirty seconds, a second down run that goes nowhere, does a whole lot to help him either. No, at least if you throw it on that down, yeah, when especially you when you're really bad at third down yeah. and you're awful at third down this but year. But I'm just talking about in general. When you watch right. football, when you see teams do that, yeah. it's stunning. How I mean, go ahead and just track it and see how often that drive ends in a punt. It's going mm-hmm. to most of the time. It's just hard to convert third and long. So if on second down you get less than five yards, you're in third and six or more. I yeah. mean, good luck with that. Can we? I mean, I've had a ton of people ask me over the last three days, like, why Dan Mullen got fired? Can we? What? Can we? Well, what? yeah, it man, seems well, self-evident. 
I don't know, man. He's I, lost I feel nine like that's their true. last eleven games against Power Five. Well, and he is he the idea. The idea. The idea that you were in the conference championship game a year, a year yeah. ago and, and the fact played that them close. The fact that you were at one point thirty-five and whatever they were to start his career. It's just so, a lot of people are like, man, that's crazy. So we to get to that point. But I, but I don't. I think it's more about the fact that he had nobody on his side. Like nobody likes him. Nobody he supported alienated him. Alienated everybody. He stopped recruiting. Right. Yeah. He sealed his death warrant when he got up there and poo-pooed the idea of recruiting. Right. What are you doing? The well, guy that owns your ass and who obliterated yeah. you this year gave a twenty-minute soliloquy about how much he loves to recruit. Yeah, I'm talking about Kirby Smart, and you're over here just stuttering your way through eh, recruiting. Well, and the pro- the problem is he wasn't obviously. They he knows that recruiting doesn't start after the Florida State game, <laughs> clearly. But number one, his message was terrible. It was awful, and he was he was just trying was just to be an defensive. ass to the reporter. He was just defensive, exactly. But that's you. You got to understand. There's cameras on you, man. The, this is going out nationally. Situational awareness. Yeah. Having you can't the say room. it's not recruiting season. Dan Mullen didn't do these things. Yeah, you can't say you can ask me about recruiting when it's recruiting season. That's ridiculous to say to a fan base that knows how important recruiting is. We got to break in a second. There were bull Gators who, after last year, couldn't wait for him to be gone, and that was after making the SEC championship game in a New Year's Six game. right? Right? I mean, I mean they, they got well, tattooed they got by tattooed Oklahoma. And he also poo pooed that. And here's the thing: like they Jim, had excuses every time they lost. Yeah. That, Jimbo that could be a pain good. in the ass to deal with for even, not just us. I'm talking about for the administration, for boosters, and everybody else. But he also could be likable. And yeah. He, yeah. there were Dan times never is. Dan never had that ever. Headliner questions forthcoming. Stay with.